Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happened if you say what you want to say? That is an awesome song, and it was picked up by my own little sweet pea in Colorado, Miss Shelley. I love that song. It applies to almost every single topic that we've presented um, on this show. My name is Shug Burry, S-H-U-G, Shug. Yes, it's a bizarre name. It's a nickname. I come from three sister family, Prissy Bear, Bubba Bear, and Sugar Bear. Here I am. My name is Shug, and that's how I got my name. People are always wondering. I am just like on fire today, Trevor. You want to know why? Why is that? Because this morning I was at Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge preaching in their chapel service. And the amazing thing is that I got an opportunity to do an invitation to Christ to the listeners. And guess what happened? I'm guessing that a couple of people accepted said invite. Maybe one or two, but as they kept coming up, it was 24, 25. Mm. I mean, I was just in awe of what God was doing. So a shout out to my buddies, to those that are born again, to those who crossed over from death to life at Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. I love you guys. I can't wait to see what God is going to do in your life. Now today, Women's Hot Topics, Him for Her Radio, H-I-M, number four, Her Radio, Our goal is to go to the darkest corners of the world and bring the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is done in a variety of ways. We do through radio, of course, on this show. We are aired throughout the United States in select cities. Look us up on our webpage at him number 4 herministries.org and you'll see all of the locations that we're at. If you want us to be playing in your city, would you please contact us and let us know? Contact your local radio station. We'd be more than happy to bring the good news of Christ to your um, area. Also, what we do is that I speak, we go around to different places, women's events, conferences, prison, Teen Challenge, etc., share the gospel there. Prison ministry, of course, is on my heart. We just baptized 83 women in prison in our local prison not too long ago. I just, I couldn't believe it. And, um, you know, you guys, I just show up. God does all the work and I just show up. The other two areas in our initiatives are we also um, do mentoring for women leaving prison. We go in, we have mentors that go in and meet with women inside of prison one-on-one, and we have a whole team waiting for them before they get released. And then the last area is now housing. I can't believe it's Trevor, get this. Someone said, here's a house, Shug. I want you to use it for women leaving prison. What a blessing. Oh, man. And this is uh, here in the Twin Cities? Yes, my eyes just popped out. So if you're listening throughout the United States and you want to become part of this awesome initiative, find us on himforherministries.org. And I am hoping that you will find Jesus Christ in the meantime, if you haven't already. So my listeners are so excited about our topic today. It's been brought to us by Heather Little. My dear friend Heather had recommended our next guest who's going to be on. Her name is Sarah Beckman. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I am so thankful that you're you're here. I have not met you personally. She's calling in. Where are you calling from? 
Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque, New Mexico. I just love it. Way down on the opposite end of the United States of us. Isn't it amazing what God can do? And she has written two fabulous books that we're going to be talking about. Um, And what I really want you guys to know about Sarah is that she inspires people from the stage and on the page. Isn't that catchy? From the stage and on the page. She is a national speaker, a best-selling author of two books. The first one's called Alongside, A Practical Guide for Loving Your Neighbor in Their Time of Trial. She's passionate about helping people navigate the rough patches of life. Boy, we all need help with that. Her own health and personal trials, coupled with her experience walking alongside those facing all manner of trials, provide her authentic, compelling viewpoints for her books. She's got a second book that we're also going to be addressing called Hope in the Hard Places. I don't want to give that away too much because I want Sarah to be able to share in that. But Sarah has a, a Bachelor of Arts in Journalism from the University of Wisconsin. She's a seasoned media guest. Her TV appearances include The 700 Club, The Difference, and The 100 Huntley Street. And she has recorded over 50 local and national radio programs and podcasts. Thank you, Sarah, for even coming on board with us today. I can't believe that you've got the time. Oh, yes. It's just like, what fun. What fun. (laughs) My great pleasure. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how can our listeners get a hold of you? Yes. So um, they can find me at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, Beckman, B-E-C-K-M-A-N, dot org. And all the books and all the speaking and all those things are on the website. So head over there if you want to find me more. And on the social, on the Instagram, Sarah Beckman author. And on Facebook, just Sarah Beckman. So, yes, but a little more about me. It's so funny when people read a bio or know, like, history of different things. I just think, that can't be me. <laughs> Much like <laughs> who you, is that? What a privilege! What a joy to get to do what we do, and just only God, right? Amen. Honestly, we just show up. God uses us in yeah. our spiritual gifts, and we just show up. God does all the work. Only God. Yeah. Now you're married. Yeah. I'm married almost 27 years. Wow! Congratulations. Ooh, yes. My college sweetheart, we met at University of Wisconsin, so we are badgers through and through. That is so romantic. That is so (laughs) romantic. And what is his name? His name is Craig. And then do you have any kids? Yes, we have three kids, and our oldest just got married. Oh, congratulations. Yes. So it's been a giant year for the Beckmans, a book release, um, two graduations, a college and a high school. Uh, and then a wedding. So it's just been. Ooh, and how do you even so find much. free time to come on our show? It's amazing. Right. Well, at this juncture, I'm just finally breathing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. No kidding. It took me a long time to be able to get you booked. But I can't wait. To, speaking of booked, booked, books. This is where we're going, people. Yeah. I can't wait to talk. I was just going to talk about one of your books. But as I researched you and got to know you better, I have got to talk about the first book that you released. It's called Alongside. And tell us just briefly a little bit about that book. Yeah, it's honestly was born out of situations that I walked through personally and with other people where they were struggling. So I I had four back surgeries in six years. Oh, man. And yes, and was on bed rest and had a couple other minor surgeries. So kind of in a decade there, I was under the knife a lot and laid up for long periods of time. 
But unfortunately, I was also going through trial with friends of mine and walking alongside them. So a best friend that was diagnosed with leukemia, and she had a five-year battle, and we kind of went in and out of the hospital, right? So I was having a back surgery. She was doing okay. And then she was in the hospital having a treatment, and I was okay. And oh, man. We bounced back and forth. And yeah, and then some a neighbor who lost a husband and then herself was um, consequently then after that was diagnosed with breast cancer and then she passed away and then a brother-in-law that had cancer and passed away. So, so things are happening had, and the book was birthed. Yeah, so much hardship that I felt like I owe it to these people and myself and all of you listeners, everyone, to help equip people. How do we love someone better? You know, how do we make a terrible situation, just a, the burden a little lighter? And you're talking about if anybody is suffering possibly from cancer, death of a loved one, long-term illness, or something significant that's a challenge in their life, this book is a guide for them to use. Yes. And, I mean, divorce or, you know, a wayward child. I mean, really, I interviewed hundreds of people that were facing all different kinds of trials. So I tried to encapsulate the main principles that they would tell me when I asked a very simple question, what was helpful and what was not? And the same answers just kept rising to the surface. And so those became the chapters. Awesome. Don't tell us yet, because if you're just listening, ladies, my name is Shugbury. This is Him For Her Radio. I have got such a special guest with me today, Sarah Beckman. She is challenged and using the things of her past in a book. I absolutely love that. And in this book, she's going to teach us a guide on how to come alongside our friends, relatives, loved ones um, in their times of trial, in their struggles. Um, I love the fact that you said that you had interviewed people and asked them those two simple questions. We're going to come to that in just a minute. And that's what addressed all of the chapters in your book. I am so inspired by that. Ladies, if you want to see our program come to your city or you'd like to support us, this is a listener-supported show. I ask that you go to him, H-I-M, number four, her, radio, ministries, and uh, donate today. Just click donate today. And we will use every single dime toward bringing the gospel of Christ to the darkest corners of the world. Okay, Sarah, I'm on the edge of my seat. Tell me again what the two questions were and give us just a little brief sneak peek as to what some of those chapters hold. Yeah, so I asked what was helpful in your time of trial and what was not helpful. (laughs) So you can imagine I got a lot more of the not helpful. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I really wanted to make the book positive. So every chapter, almost every chapter in the book is an action that you can take to love your friend or neighbor. So I tried to take the knots and turn them into what to do instead. So one thing that you're not supposed to do is tell someone, let me know what I can do or let me know how I can help you or reach out to me if you need anything, right? Mm-hmm. We've all said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, raise your hand, right? Guilty, guilty. The radio. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and so instead of putting that generic author out there, what is very helpful to people is when you make a very specific offer. For example, I would love to bring you dinner. Is Wednesday or Friday better for you? Mm-hmm. Would you like chicken enchiladas or chicken noodle soup, right? As specific as you can get because they know you mean business that way because you've, you've taken all the things out of it that they have to decide, mm-hmm. right? So, and it, when we say, what, what can I do? 
it puts that burden on the person that's already in the middle of hardship to come up with what you can do or to follow through and find it out and figure it out and ask you, which most people won't do. Because right? they're either in their suffering or they're consumed with what's going on and they can't even yes. think about what to do because they're still living in that whirlwind of what's happening in their life. Exactly. I never thought about that before. That makes so much sense. Yeah, so specific offers just combat that in every way. And then the other thing that's a bonus is that we don't offer something we can't do. Give so me an example had, of that. Well, if they had taken you up on it and said, yeah, we, you know, what I really need help with is X. Maybe it's kids or a ride or food. And what if, like, you don't have the margin to do kids or a ride or food? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so then they've asked you, and then you can't really say no. So then you're doing something you didn't really have time for. And, it, you know, I've watched that. You know, I had a friend who lost a son, um, and a different friend just kept saying, what can I do, what can I do, what can I do, what can I do? So when I offered something specific, she was like, yes, mm-hmm. that would be amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I offered to make lunch between the you know, the morning thing and the afternoon thing, so to speak. And then she said, could you please rope in so-and-so? Because they keep asking what they can do. Because yeah. they here's a way they can help. Well, then mm-hmm. I asked her, and she she just didn't really, she had a super busy week. She wasn't really free at that time. You know what I mean? So, like, I sheltered my friend from that, but, like, it just didn't turn out super great, yeah. right? Because yeah. she wasn't really available. Mm-hmm. Her heart so was there, but I mean. she didn't have the bandwidth. Exactly. Yeah. So when you offer something, you offer what you can do. You say, I'm driving to the carpool every Thursday. I take the kids are ready to soccer. How about I pick up your child on the way? Or I'm going to Target. What can I get for you? That's or I'm going one. to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. What, what's your list? Mm-hmm. You know, that specific so that you just remove the barrier from them accepting the help that you're offering. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, I find it interesting, Sarah. Nobody has ever asked me to bring food. Do you think there's a correlation there that I can't cook? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you can always do a restaurant gift card. Yes, you can. That's right. Or pick up uh, something to go and just bring it to their doorstep. You know, and I know I have a dear friend who is battling with ovarian cancer. And she is so uh, strict about making sure what she's putting in her body is organic and healthy. So she's just asked everybody, don't bring me any food. Um, and I'll allow my family, you know, to, to handpick and et cetera. It's just it's going to keep her healthier in the long run. Because, you know, I'd bring over probably something really fattening like McDonald's or something for her. So I just think that's a blessing when you know, you already tell your friends, don't do this and yes, do this. Now, you talked about a no. What was a yes that they wanted um, some of their friends to do? Well, they wanted their friends to show up, mm-hmm. right, and and not have any expectation, but just to uh, to be there for them, and sometimes to be there and just not talk, but just to show up instead of being afraid, because you know sometimes we have the over showing up depending on who we are, but when you have a situation, let's just say that is less socially acceptable, if I could use that word, mm-hmm. so cancer. You know, we're not afraid of that. There's no judgment on that. You didn't do anything to get it, so to speak. But what if the problem is addiction or suicide or, you know, um, abuse, things that are less talked about? Mm -hmm. Those people are even more isolated because you're not just running over with a casserole. Yeah. Because you're afraid Mm -hmm. of the real, you know, you don't know what to say or it just gets awkward or difficult or you know, but that's like, just imagine the loneliness and the pain 
of being even further isolated because people may judge the situation in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And so like that really to me is like if someone showed up in that situation without judgment and just I'm here for you, it, it really goes a long way. But for any situation, it's like there's the ones who stand out because they're willing to be brave enough to enter in mm-hmm. to the pain, yes. which is just what Jesus did, right? He mm-hmm. entered into all those socially unacceptable situations. The Samaritan woman, the woman at the well, right? Just like, honestly, it's um, that's what we're called to do. Yes. Amen. And, you know, Jesus was clear to his disciples, you must love one another. And they're going, what? What are you talking about? We are. And he says, because then they'll know you're my disciples. And that means loving them in suicidal situations, loving them in mental illness situations, loving them. uh, Perhaps they have a sexual identity that you don't agree with. It's just getting the love thing right. I mean, my pastor uses that all the time at Westwood uh, Church. Pastor Joel Johnson, let's get the love thing right. Now, we Mm -hmm. talk about what we shouldn't do, some suggestions. I can't wait for our readers to read your book, and then some things that you shouldn't do. But I got a question. What is the essential ingredient as you show care to others? Well, getting the love thing right. (laughs) The essential ingredient is really love. And I think that sometimes we want to serve or love out of maybe obligation, You know, we know it's the right thing to do, or maybe we feel like, uh, you know, I just, um, serving out of guilt is Mm -hmm. not what we're supposed to do, right? Mm -hmm. Or to try and convert someone. Maybe they're not a believer, and we shouldn't show up with our agenda, because oftentimes if we just show up with love, like you were just saying it, is that we love first, and we gain an opportunity at some point to share our truth. Mm-hmm. But we can't assume that our truth is is that they're ready for our truth right away. And so if we're really sincerely, genuinely showing up in someone's hardship with just that, trying to be the hands and feet, Jesus with skin on, loving them and starting to build a relationship instead of having an agenda. Mm-hmm. Amen for that. Can you share with us a little bit about the chapters that you've listed in the book? Oh, sure, 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 sure. So, you know, there's a chapter that's called Do Without Asking. Um, This is a great chapter. Like if someone loses a loved one, you know, one of the easiest things you can do instead of asking permission is to just create like a little care package and just drop it on the front doorstep. Mm -hmm. And I, in in the case of a funeral, I always err on the side of consumable goods, paper products, you know, paper towel, cute napkins, plates, plastic forks and silverware, toilet paper, um, you know, like lemonade or coffee or coffee cups, because you're just, people are going to have a house full. And what if they are out of things? There's no time to go to the store. You know, they don't need more tchotchke gifts. They Mm -hmm. need just things that save them the trip. What a great idea. I never thought about that. Thank you. That's one of my favorites. That is a great (laughs) idea. I can handle it because I don't have to cook anything. And then I just send a text and just say, hey, you know, check outside your door. Oh, you know, you or or if you don't know them well, you send an email or you just leave it and trust God's working it out because you don't need to burden them with. Are you going to be home? And what's the story? And what do you need? And I mean, the whole point is just to bless someone without making them have to do the effort. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, that's one chapter. Do without asking, Um, loving with food. And there's like a whole list of 10 
ways that you can, you know, ingredients for success. Like don't ever bring something in a dish that needs to be returned. Oh, sure. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know people truly, I mean, one of Twin Cities very own, I, I had an interview with Susie Larson, um, when she was doing her former radio show at KTAS, and she told me that when she was sick and had young babies, there was a person that like hounded her over getting their Pyrex back. Oh, and was like, "Will you meet me at the gas station?" I mean, just oh. literally ludicrous, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the last thing they need in that trial, right? Um, so you leave the dish that never needs to be returned, and a note that says, "You do not need to write me a thank you note, and my dishes don't need to be returned." You, you know, consider. Me think. I, you know, to go alongside of that, I uh, just talked to a gal who goes to the dollar store and she picks up those little dollar bowls and dollar spoons, et cetera. If she's bringing salads over to people's houses and she goes, this is my gift right. to you. Just hang on to it. And that just works out great. What a good suggestion. What else you got in that book? Um, be present, you know, which is the whole notion of showing up, offering specific help, uh, respecting their journey, which has to do with just like helping like honor their physical limitations honoring their privacy. Um, it, you know, don't share what's not yours to share mm-hmm. because, you know, we may like want to be in the know or want to know what's going on or what's the latest diagnosis or how are they doing? And, you know, just, or you know, any inner circle things. If like in, in the case of suicide, sometimes, you know, I have people that are obsessing over how did they do it? Mm-hmm. And even if I know, I just say, you know, it's just not my place to share that. Let me have you pause just a, just a minute on that thought. Um, I agree with you completely. When you had said, um, you know, what's the latest update? What's the medical diagnosis? This is my frustration is that it's like I love the person so much. And yet, you know, of course, the conversation will turn to, you know, how are you feeling? What's the diagnosis? What's new, et cetera. Are you suggesting then that, you know, because she's probably answered that 300 other times. Um, yeah. Are you suggesting that we just wait for them to bring it up and bring up outside topics? Otherwise, I kind of feel like the elephant in the room. You know, are, are we going to ignore it or do we talk about it? So great. Okay, so twofold. Number one, what I mean, first of all, by honoring their privacy is if someone else wants to know how they're doing, it's not your place to share. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like you know, how we would just be standing at the bus stop talking yes. about so-and-so's cancer, mm-hmm. right? They don't want to be the talk of the bus stop. Yeah. So I just encourage my friends to, you know, have a carrying bridge or have an email thing or have a place where they're saying what they want to say. And if that exists, then I just say, you know what? They're doing a curing bridge. So that's where the updates are. Yes. And I would just feel better if you read it straight from there because that's what they want shared. Yep. Um, so, but then... You asked another question that opens, you know, like kind of another side angle of that is there's a, there's a chapter called Nourish Normal. And that's to your point of do I ask or don't I? Mm-hmm. And there's a very clear distinction in the book. And we talk about this notion of relationship tiers, meaning what level of friendship are you? And you need to determine where you fall in their life as part of your litmus test to know what's appropriate and what's not appropriate for the, how well you know them. Mm-hmm. So if you're super great friends with your friend, like you mentioned your friend that has ovarian cancer, mm-hmm. and if you're like in a tier one situation, like a go-to friend, inner circle, mm-hmm. then there's different rules for you than if you're a two, a three, or a four. And meaning, so, you know, the, yeah. 
Yeah. And so listeners, if you're out there and you're at tier one, two, three or four, I mean, you really need to be prayerful on that. Be considerate on that. You know, you have got everybody just baited to get your book. I really encourage everybody, um, and, and sadly, we're already out of time, um, to get the book called Alongside. It's one word, Alongside. It's Sarah Beckman, Sarah with an H, Beckman. And um, what? tell us your website again. SarahBeckman.org. Can't get any easier than that, listeners. SarahBeckman.org. Go on there, buy her book, find out. It, this isn't a one-reader. This is everything in your life that comes up. You are able to use this as a guide. And if you do not know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, he's going to empower you to get the love thing right with your friends. A big thank you so much to Sarah. Sarah, I want to have you come back on, talk about your second book. And until next time, ladies, I love you so much. This is Sugbury, Over and Out.